Ask Andy is our new subscriber-only show. Every month, Andy answers your questions. Like these. What's your favourite colour biro? What the f*** is it with you and terrapins? Uh, what are the spring 2024 catwalk colours? How goes it with the sitar? Can you recommend either the floating barge or the detour to Rwanda? What do you think of the kids of politicians getting into politics? Maybe you and your colleagues would be able to suggest some coping mechanisms. And Andy even asks a few questions himself. Do you, do you think I could get to Christmas number one? Subscribe to Ask Andy Now via any podcast platform. Go to thebuglepodcast.com forward slash donate. Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Top Stories, the archive rating podfeed which brings you the world's biggest news stories from the last 15 years as brought to you by the Bugle Podcast. I'm Andy Zaltzman and today we go back to the 2008 US presidential election and the time when the mere words, there's a US presidential election coming, weren't enough to make you regret that the Big Bang ever happened. Fresh, young, charismatic, hopeful Barack Obama was taking on war hero John McCain, different times. It was episode 49 of The Bugle, and here is me, Andy Zaltzman, talking with the man best known for being the other half of The Bugle podcast for eight years, John Oliver. Top story this week, American news. And uh, it's getting closer and closer to election day. Uh, This has been a marathon campaign, Andy. Uh, So much so that I think every American voter should be greeted outside the polling booth after voting with huge cheers, wrapped (coughs) in one of those silver capes they give to marathon runners, and presented with a medal for having completed the most gruelling election in history. You made it to the end. You're all winners. Even though around 49% of you will, in fact, be losers. (laughs) I, for one, am looking forward to this being over, Andy. Due to my job, I'm simply watching too much news at the moment. (laughs) There is only so much news the human soul is designed to take, and I think I'm well over the recommended daily threshold. What what is that amount? I I think it is about 45 minutes. Do you think so? Because my most uh, major news bulletins here in Britain are half an hour long. So maybe we Brits have a slightly lower news threshold. Uh, It should be said, John, that the original marathon run by the Greek runner Pheidippides on the way back from the Battle of Marathon, did result in yes. him dropping dead as soon as he finished <laughs> it. Which does possibly point the finger to a McCain victory. The main news from the campaign trail this week was the third and final presidential debate from Hofstra University, Long Island. What, uh, what university? Re- Hofstra, and Bless you, John. What, what university? Hofstra. <laughs> oh, they always come in twos. <laughs> Obama is leading in almost all polls at the moment, uh, although this is perhaps slightly clouded by any potential Bradley effect on election day. Bradley effect being the more palatable way of saying racist effect. (laughs) Um, All the talk in the build-up was of John McCain needing to land a knockout punch on Obama. Uh, One MSNBC pundit pundit said uh, he needs a knockout. LL Cool J had a song called I'm Gonna Knock You Out. (laughs) Good point, pundit, but LL Cool J also had a song called Lisa's Got a Big Old Butt. And I'd be more impressed if you managed to force that into a commentary. (laughs) It's true. He did, Andy. It went, Lisa's Got a Big Old Butt. I know I told you I'd be true, but Lisa's Got a Big Old Butt, so I'm leaving you. Has he become quite a major player in uh, American electoral politics now? Well, he's huge, because he comes up with sound bites as strong as that one. Right. And, and yep. any other ones that we should know about? Uh, yeah, backseat of my Jeep. That was uh, 
Another, and now I'm out. That's that's, that's me three and done. That's clearly a reference to the uh, underfunding of uh, the military in Iraq, uh, inadequate provision of equipment. He's always been concerned about it. Andy, here is the beauty of going up against the Democrats. You may not need to deliver a knockout blow to them, as they have proven adept over the years at landing that punch on themselves. Who can forget Al Gore and John Kerry repeatedly smashing themselves in the face until electoral <laughs> defeat? Or, in Al Gore's case, electoral victory, then electoral defeat. <laughs> he even lost an election he won. Do you know how terrible you have to be at running campaigns to do that in a democracy? Pretty bad. Uh, it did seem, though, that uh, Obama was pretty much going rope-a-dope in that last debate. He yeah. really wasn't, you know, he was just letting McCain kind of punch himself out kind of leaning over, whispering in his ear, is that all you got, John? They told me you could punch before swinging off the ropes and knocking an old man to the floor. Watching McCain get angrier and angrier and Obama essentially doing nothing was like one of those cartoons where one man puts his hand on the forehead of the shorter man who just swings his fists around (laughs) until he falls over. Uh, This debate was a much testier affair than the other two, partly because McCain came out like someone had just told him Obama had eaten his burrito, the, the one he'd been saving especially for after the debate. It did seem like he didn't quite go in hard enough, though, John. I mean, his tactic seemed to be like uh, a rugby team that's seven points down and went for a penalty kick in the last minute instead of kicking it to touch and going for a try and a conversion. And for our American listeners, ten seconds left on the clock, seven points down, went for a field goal. And for our non-US, non-rugby cognizant listeners, get a f***ing life, sunshine. (laughs) McCain certainly tried everything. Aggression, passive aggression, even sarcasm, (laughs) um, which is absolutely the single most charming form of expression there is in the entire world. (laughs) Neither candidate was particularly impressive, and you start to wonder if both of them are having second thoughts over this job altogether. Because, in their defence, this was not the job they applied for over a year ago. Since then, the economy has crashed like a panda on a motorbike. And frankly, no one will blame them for having a part of them which wants to chuck it all in. <laughs> the way things are now, the upcoming four years look a, a lot less attractive to sort out. <laughs> So how do you think Obama could contrive to lose from here, John? He's only got a couple of weeks, hasn't he, to really balls up badly. And McCain is making it even more difficult by being so shit. <laughs> do you think this is why he appointed Palin? Was that he realised how things were going and he wanted to guarantee defeat? I think that, I mean, that is the only rational explanation at this point. It's also the only way of explaining an inexplicable moment during uh, McCain's answer to a question on late-term abortions, which, you know, I'm always hoping for whenever a moderator opens their mouths. Come on, late-term abortion question, come on. Uh, When McCain ridiculed the concept of women having concerns over their health, uh, when he said of Obama, he's health for the mother. You know, that's been stretched by the pro-abortion movement in America to mean almost anything. That's the extreme pro-abortion position. Quote, health. He was even putting physical quotation marks around the word health, Andy. Now, I'm not a campaign manager, and if I ever become one, I'd like you to hold a pillow over my face until the twitching stops. But I don't think that's a great way to go about winning the female vote. And not only the female vote, but the male vote as well. In fact, just the general human vote. Really, for Obama to lose from here, what he would have to do would be one or all of the following. Mutter about Allah whilst fiddling with his jacket during a press conference. Make a pass at Joe Biden live on television. Uh, set fire to a Stars and Stripes whilst urinating on the Lincoln Memorial. Or announcing killing first-born children as a new money-saving policy. 
And there might be something in that because you've got to analyse these policies in terms of their impact on the incomes of the average American family in these straitened financial times. And in fact, most families would be significantly better off under a killing the firstborn scheme. So it might actually be a vote winner. In fact, in many ways, John, firstborn children are a tax on the fertile. Whereas I think for McCain to win from here, what he would have to do uh, is get under Obama's skin, literally, and then play him like a puppet. Uh, make him do Nazi salutes and terrorist fist bumps left, right and centre. I think you might have a chance then. Or he's going to need some quality endorsements. Uh, has Colin Powell actually... Because there's a lot of rumours about him, him being about to uh, endorse Obama. Yeah, he hasn't, done that. he hasn't done that yet, but no one would be surprised if he did. Right. Uh, one of the reasons he hasn't done it yet is because apparently he's been busy singing hip-hop songs in the Albert Hall about Nigerian That's... email fraud. <laughs> I heard about that. You do want to check what they're singing about <laughs> before you start jumping around. He has shown his gullibility on previous occasions, I guess. That's true. That's true. He's got a track record. <laughs> At least this time it was a little more obvious. Are you sure this is a genuine hip-hop song? OK, OK, well... That's good enough for me. Uh, The surprise issue which emerged uh, was both candidates' desire to appeal to one man in Ohio, uh, who was referred to as Joe the Plumber. Joe the Plumber was mentioned 20 times during the debate, four (laughs) times more than Iraq. (laughs) And this this followed uh, a run-in that Joe the Plumber had with Obama on his uh, campaign trail when Joe questioned Obama's tax plan and how much money that would lose him. Uh, Obama had responded that perhaps everyone would benefit if we, and I'll quote, spread the wealth around a bit. Which many people here took to mean that Obama was about to slap a Lenin mask on and prance around muttering in Russian. The media fell in love with uh, Joe the Plumber uh, camping outside his house that night, but by mid-morning the next day they were already looking for dirt on him, uh, whether he'd registered to vote and the fact that he was once a member of the Natural Law Party, uh, which George Harrison had once belonged to, which can involve yogic flying. Uh, This... (laughs) This lightning-quick relationship between the media and an overnight political celebrity is a dance as old as time. It's nature in action, Andy, the natural news cycle. First, a significance is lavished on him which is neither warranted, asked for, nor deserved. Then, every facet of his personal life is scrutinised and publicised until he's left a broken shell of a man living out the remainder of his days as a half-remembered punchline. (laughs) It's like watching lions maul an antelope and vultures then tearing the carcass apart. Joe the Plumber is today's antelope, and the media are the Pulitzer Prize-nominated vultures. Did Obama not respond to Joe the Plumber's question about his tax policies by asking Joe the Plumber a question about plumbing? Surely that would have been the way to go with that. You do your job, I'll do mine, sunshine. I don't come down to where you work and knock the plunger out of your hand. (laughs) Uh, Let's not forget the running mates too, Andy. Joe Biden has been consistently gaffing this campaign. Has he? And and not really receiving the attention he deserves for them. In, in many ways, he's a victim of how prolific a gaffer he is. You just expect it from him now. My favourite uh, was this week during a stump speech he was giving on the economy when he said, and I quote, The most important issue is a three-letter word, jobs. J-O-B-S. <laughs> he even spelt it out. Thanks for listening, Buglers, as well as this show and The Bugle, of course. We make other shows in The Bugle Stable that are truly wonderful and will improve your life and make you a better human being. For more information on these, go to thebuglepodcast.com, where you can also find details of any forthcoming live shows and our voluntary subscription stroke listener donation scheme. Another top story tomorrow. <laughs>